0: Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs Podcast. This is episode number 252, which we are recording on Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it feels like it's been a long time. That's just because we haven't seen each other. Yeah. Because we often get to visit occasionally if Charlene's working (laughs) and she hasn't been working. So, do you work this week? I do. How exciting! That means I get to see her in person. All right, what are you wearing? I am not wearing it now, but what
1: I have been wearing this week is my Donner sweater. Donner is a pullover sweater by Elizabeth Doherty, and the one that I have been wearing, because I have made several, but the one I have been wearing is my gray version that is made in a, oh, let's see, what is the yarn? It is a linen cotton blend. That's what I thought, but I just double-checked just to be sure. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. So linen cotton, I made it from a yarn called Lindy Chain from Knit Picks, and that yarn has proved to be especially hardy because I have worn this sweater a lot. It has been, oftentimes, for months at a time, the sweater that is sitting at the foot of my bed on the chest and gets pulled on and off and on and off, as it has been for the last couple of weeks when we've had this
0: cold, foggy morning weather. So it's in the favorite sweater position of the It's file. in the favorite sweater <laughs> position right now.
1: And I knit mine almost exactly five years ago. It's been five years? Yeah, if you can <gasps> believe that, I oh completed my it in August of 2016 wow and it's as i mentioned it's a positive ease pullover sweater that's knit from the top down and it has a textured striping scheme across the entire sweater which is probably my favorite type of thing on a sweater I prefer textural over color work usually and so I really love this one and that's why I've made it several times. But I have to say the saddest thing for me is that when I was looking up the information on this, I looked at the my project page and it made me really sad because (laughs) I'm looking I remember when I finished this sweater. It was a recording day, and we were recording that day down at the harbor. I remember. And I was so excited that I finished this sweater. I was jumping around wearing this sweater, and you were taking photos of me, and there was a picture of me jumping in front of the water, and it just makes me sad because we're not doing that this August. <laughs> I
0: know. I know. Maybe next August.
1: Yes, yes. But... I truly love this sweater. The other sad thing is that it's actually starting to show some wear. After five years. Yeah. (laughs) That's not the the yarn
0: That means it's loved. (laughs) The
1: yarn has been incredibly hardy because I tend to fold this sweater up into a little tiny, it folds up into a little tiny thing and it gets wrinkled when I put it away. And instead of pulling out an iron, because it's linen, I just sprinkle it with a bunch of water and toss it in the dryer for three minutes. So I can't tell you how many times I've done that over the years. And still the yarn looks fresh and good. And the sweater for the most part does look pretty good. I think I have a more critical eye than most people, and so I'm looking at it, and I can see snags all over the sweater. But I'll probably still continue to wear it until I find another yarn that I want to try. So that is Donner
0: by Elizabeth Doherty. What are you wearing, Gail? Well, I was chuckling to myself when you said you prefer textural stripes which basically means in the same color usually as the main color of your sweater versus colored stripes. Mm -hmm. Well, the shelf directly in front of my eyeballs, I have nine (sighs) sweaters. And of the nine, four of them have some type of colored stripe. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: and of course, I'm working on a striped sweater right now with color. Oh, that's true. You are. So it's not that I dislike it. It's just that given the preference,
0: I probably prefer textural. And I'm the the color, like, the (laughs) the more color, the better, basically, Mary and I both. So I have been wearing my blue sand cardigan, which is a striped open front cardigan by Rilili, and it is meant to be knit in DK weight, but I knit mine in lace held doubled with mohair silk lace to get almost a DK weight. So mine is a much more open fabric than most of the blue sand cardigans that are on Ravelry. but. It is light as a feather and I adore it. It is oversized and it's kind of tunic length, I guess you would call it tunic length. And it just it's so comfortable. It could basically be a bathrobe without <laughs> without a closure. If I pull I can overlap the fronts if I mm-hmm. pull them together. So I could wrap a belt around myself and call it a bathrobe but it'd be a little bit short for a bathrobe <laughs> but it could definitely fill that kind of category It's that comfortable to wear around and I just love it it reminds every time I put it on it reminds me how I would like to knit another one so that you know you like it if you yes, think you might knit exactly. another and that's the same pattern I used for one of Josie's sweaters so I've already knit the pattern twice oh, and I would nice. do it again yeah blue sand cardigan by Lee. Hey, what have you been stalking? Happy dance again. Yeah. So this first
1: one is really fun. And if you haven't seen it, you're going to smile. It's a little funny, quirky mini collection from Anna Harakovic, who is Mochi Mochi Land. And it is called Pet Bugs. Have you seen this one? I have. Okay. So it's (laughs) a little... So cute. It's a little mini collection of four patterns a bunny bee, a dogger pillar, the hamster fly, and the snitten. And yes, they are animal bug mashups. They're quite entertaining. They're cute and of course they're very, very tiny. Less than less than a handful, I would say. They're they're finger-sized very very tiny little guys really cute and i don't know which one i like best <laughs> maybe the hamster fly because it looks like a tiny little hamster with
0: butterfly wings oh i'm glad you said butterfly wings cuz all i could think of was a regular fly which was making me not think it would be very oh, cute oh
1: no it's now got I like colorful it pink and purple wings so i'm i'm saying butterfly <laughs> yeah and then the snitten has a face of a kitten with the shell of a snail the bunny bee has a the face and ears of a bunny with the little bee body that's striped and the doggerpillar is a little caterpillar dog-faced caterpillar (laughs) so cute (laughs) they're really cute very creative too very very creative so you can i think they're only available as a set of the four and that is pet bugs by anna harakovich and the second thing i am stocking is a summer top called bessie And this one is written by Jacqueline Seaslack and it's interesting because the thing I noticed about this pattern and the thing that I love about this pattern is that the designer has the schematic right on the pattern page in the second photo spot. So we had talked a little bit last week about schematics and how important they were and how I really do refer to the schematics. And I had looked at this pattern page, noticed right away that that schematic is right there, and that drew me in, made me look again at this pattern Because at first I wasn't sure that I really liked it. Because the sample on the pattern page is very, very short. And I don't particularly care for very, very short tops. But because the schematic drew me in, I did a deeper dive and looked at projects. And once I looked at the projects, I was hooked. I really liked it. The... The Well, I mentioned the shortness of the top, but actually, I think the main thing that I wasn't liking was the big wide neckline on it. And then when I did the deeper dive and looked at projects, I saw that people had much more fitted or smaller necklines, which were much more to my liking. And then that drew me in to read the pattern page that says she has, the designer has instructions to change the neckline so that you can have, let me read it. Oh, she has several different options for fitting. The design features top-down circular yoke construction, optional custom fit bicep, Instructions for adjusting the neckline to get your dream on or off the shoulder fit. And the pattern includes 10 sizes and two video tutorials for finishing details. So, it seems very thorough. There's a lot of sizes and on the stamp or on the project projects of folks who have made the smaller neckline. The other thing I noticed is that it looks a little gathered. And do you remember a couple episodes ago, I kind of jokingly said, oh, our peasant tops back in? Mm-hmm. So this one kind of has that a little bit of that vibe if you make oh. the smaller neckline because all the fabric is still there, but with the smaller neckline, you get a little bit of a gathered fabric look which kind of reminds me of the peasant top again. Interesting. Yeah, I I think they must be back in, or tops inspired by that look at any rate. So lots of options. The size range goes from 32, no, 36 to 72. It is a short sleeve circular yoke fingering weight top. I guess you could you could probably knit long sleeves if you wanted to. And then since it's knit top down, you can really make it any length. Although, like I said, the one on the pattern page is almost a crop top because she's wearing it with a dress, a long dress. And so she's got that that short top over the long top mm-hmm. or long dress look, which is really quite cute. But yeah. The schematic drew me in. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so that is Bessie by Jacqueline Cislack. And then the last thing I am stalking is something completely different. It is called Hand Formed Coiled Bowls by Cindy Pylon. And these are so cool. What you do is, well, What I think you do from the pattern page, what it sounds like you do, is you knit and felt I-cord, and then you coil the I-cord around and around, and you sew it together to form a little I-cord bowl. And she says you sew it with, she recommends silk yarn to sew it together. And in the photographs, You can see the silk yarn or thread in a contrast color. And so you can see it wrapped around and around the I-cord. And they look really cool. Yeah, they look really cool because it goes, I guess when you make your I-cord, you can change colors. So there's all kinds of colors mixed in there. And it just looks really creative and kind of fun. (laughs) Something completely different.
0: And if you don't like knitting I-cord, you could probably finger knit. I
1: wonder, yeah.
0: That's an interesting idea. Yeah, if you had enough strands of yarn or a thick enough yarn to Hmm. finger knit instead, it wouldn't be as tight. But once you felted it, oh,
1: that's interesting, you know, because a lot of times kids make Finger knitting, and exactly. they make miles and miles and miles of it, and it's hard to find things to make with it. Now, this might be an interesting project for all those miles and miles of finger knitting that kids can do.
0: My nephew did the miles and miles of finger knitting, and my mom actually sewed it into a hat for him.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. True wow. love of a grandma. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So I assume there is instructions on how to felt the yarn. If you're gonna attempt a project like this, you have to make sure you're using feltable wool, but the nice thing, or the interesting thing about it, is that the designer suggests making your eye cord out of multiple strands of yarn, so, the I-cords are going to be fairly thick. She wants it to be fairly thick. You use multiple strands and then change color combinations. She suggests every 12 to 24 inches. It just looks fun, interesting, different. Three sizes of bowls. And she suggests... The needle size, a US 15. So it's going to be quite bulky, big I-cord. That yeah. makes
0: sense. You don't want skinny eye cord because then it would take right. you forever to sew it together. Right.
1: Exactly. So it looks fun. The bowls are really cool looking. That is Hand Formed Coiled Bowls by Cindy Pylon. What are you stocking, Gail?
0: Well, I have a Tumultuous whirlwind knitting <laughs> fantasy fantasy knitting project that I don't know if I'm going to knit it or not. But Charlene's already heard a lot about it. Everybody who was on our Zoom meetup on Saturday heard a lot about it. I saw a new to me pattern called Shoji by Noragon, and Noragon always has amazingly cool knitwear garments and such. So. Either she has cables or lace or an interesting construction. And I don't think I've ever knit anything by Noragon in all of these years, but I've admired many of her garments and such. And Shoji is a cocoon cardigan. And I'm going to read the description from Ravelry because I cannot do it justice. It says Wrap up two elegant ways in the same cocoon cardigan. With the ribbed edge upward, Shoji featured. Shoji features a shawl collar, three-quarter length sleeves, and a garter hem deeply split into tails at the center back. Turn it upside down, and the fronts hang with an intriguing zigzag, the sleeves bare your elbows, and the ribbing curves gradually below hip length. The knitting is simplicity itself. A long rectangle of pebbled texture stitch folded and sewn into the final shape, with stitches picked up for the double-ribbed collar after assembly. So the pattern is written for Brooklyn Tweed's Arbor, which is a DK weight, woolen spun, 100% targy. So it's a different yarn than most of us are used to knitting with. It's going to give probably a better stitch definition for that pebbled texture. It's also gonna be a lighter DK than most DK weights because of the woolen spun nature of the yarn. So I saw this and I fell in love immediately, (laughs) like fell in love hard and thought, oh, it's so pretty. I would love to knit this. Instantly went looking through my stash and it takes a lot of yarn.
1: A lot of yarn. A lot.
0: And I thought, okay, maybe I have enough of my Madeline Tosh Erin, which is one of my hoarded stashes because (laughs) they don't make it anymore. But I don't have enough of any of those. And then I thought, Oh, wouldn't it be so cool to make a rainbow version of this? Because remember, you knit a giant rectangle in the pebbled stitch and then you fold it origami style and seam it. And then you pick up and do the ribbed collar. So I could do a striped rainbow masterpiece and then do a gray ombre collar. And I just fell in love with this idea. However, <laughs> there were some problems with the idea. <laughs> The first problem is that the yarn that I would use for the rainbow look is Knit Picks and it's a cotton acrylic blend, I believe, and it's a speckled, beautiful, soft yarn. It's amazing. But my thought was, oh, it's going to grow. It's cotton. It's going to stretch. It will never hold its shape. It won't work. And on the Zoom meetup, everybody convinced me that that wasn't true because the actual construction of the yarn and the fibers in the yarn it would hold its shape okay so that problem solved so (laughs) second problem I would have to buy more yarn (laughs) because I have several skeins already of this base but to make the full rainbow I'd need three other colors and to do the ribbed gray ombre collar I'd need two other grays and then I thought well that's not such a bad thing because The extra, I could knit something for Olivia in rainbow and she loves rainbows too. So that would be a really cool thing. So problem number two (laughs) may be solved if I want to buy some more yarn. And then I was dumb enough to ask two of my children for their opinions. And Charlene (laughs) laughed at me and she said, you really ask their opinions and you care about their answers do because I have no fashion sense. I have no like innate ability to decide if something should or should not be worn in public. So I asked Max and Alex and they both said, no, don't do it. And I thought, oh, but I really, really, really want to. And so Max's response was, okay, you really like it. So you should do it. I'm like, wait, wait, don't just say yes, because I want you to say yes. Do you think I should or shouldn't? And after a lot of back and forth, he said, no, you really should. It's a cute sweater. Alex just said, I really don't think you're going to wear it. So she was, she wasn't just saying that she didn't care for the sweater design, but that she didn't think I would wear it. So Mm -hmm. why invest all that time? So I've been going back and forth in my head. This has been like (laughs) occupying a lot of my brain space the last couple of days. Fantasy knitting. Exactly. And. Charlene and I were texting about it on Sunday and she said well the yarn's not going anywhere just give it some time think about it but what was the first thing you asked me basically when we started talking about knitting I don't remember I asked you so many questions but you said what did you decide about that sweater and I thought she was talking about live light because it kind of stretched across my shoulders (laughs) So that wasn't what she was asking about. So then I thought she was talking about the hooded shawl cardigan, which is blocking. No, that wasn't what she was talking about. We're both knitting the long summer cardigan. No, that wasn't what she was talking about. She's like, no, 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 no. the one you were talking about this weekend. I'm like, oh my gosh, let's just wait until we're recording to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's obviously been on your mind a little bit too.
1: It has because I'm intrigued by that yarn because... The things you were concerned about—the stretching and just the general cottoniness of it—I read reviews on Ravelry and on the Knit Picks website, and they're overwhelmingly positive for this See, yarn. Charlene's researching it positive.
0: for
1: me too. <laughs> <laughs> I people said it didn't pill, which I don't believe. How could there be a yarn that doesn't pill? I'm I I'm gonna say it pills a little bit. And as for stretching, I'm wondering if the acrylic content just is high enough that it helps the cotton
0: keep its shape. Mm-hmm. So I haven't decided. Is basically the end result still haven't and decided. that's fine. Yeah, the yarn's not going anywhere. Yeah, the yarn's
1: not going anywhere. It's not on sale. You're not in a rush position. You're really in the best position that there could be. I hate rush shopping. Mm -hmm. You know how much I hate rush shopping. Yeah,
0: and my patience is always limited. I've never been a patient person, so the fact that I'm actually thinking about it and not just doing a knee-jerk must-knit it (laughs) is probably a healthy thing for me.
1: Well, you you have enough things to knit in the meantime. Obviously, but
0: when does that <laughs> ever stop me? So hopefully I will get some opinions from those of you listening. We will link the Shoji pattern in the show notes as always. So when you're listening, you don't have to write down pattern names. And then maybe I'll get some more opinions on whether I should knit it or not. And again, that's Shoji by Nora Gone. And that stocking almost eclipsed everything else from the last two weeks. Yes. <laughs> but there was one other new sweater that came out that I thought was really, really pretty. It's called the Cleo Cardigan. It's by Rachel Curihara. It's a lace held doubled with mohair silk lace. So exactly the kind of fabric I've fallen in love with over the last couple of years. And it is a V-neck button front with the poofy sleeves that tighten around your wrist Mm -hmm. and it has welts so it gives a little bit of texture stripes like you were discussing with donner but only in the like the bottom third of the sweater so it's a very simple classic type of cardigan modernized a little bit and it's really cute and it's in sizes 36 to 68 inches at the bust and it has a recommendation of six to eight inches of positive ease And one of the interesting things about it is that it is knit with a mohair yarn that is actually 40% acrylic, 30% mohair, and 30% nylon. It's by a company called Hobby, H-O-B-B-I-I, and this particular base is called Diablo. And they have over 50 colors, and it's $3.95 a skein for a 246-yard skein. Don't you have to order it from Europe? Denmark. Denmark, yeah. yeah. Yeah, It is. It's the yarn is from Denmark. They have so many bases on this site. I was very surprised at the volume of yarn, the colors of yarn, the different options. And the shipping was not expensive. And it said they usually ship within a couple of days. And I don't remember who said this on our Zoom this weekend, but they said something about ordering yarn I think from the UK to the US Mm -hmm. and they received it in three days yeah so I think most of the shipping around the world is getting back on track and I just thought it was interesting that there's a nylon mohair available with so many ranges of colors and they had several different mohair blends that were solid colors stripes had a somewhat hand-painted look different varieties too so if you're looking for an affordable option, check out the hobby website. It's pretty interesting.
1: I have been on their mailing list. Ah, so let's talk. If you're interested in trying it, I might be interested in trying it as well. Yeah,
0: I might. It, at that price, you can't beat it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and I liked the mohair nylon blend that I used for my first like a cloud That's that we saw. Exactly at what
1: I was thinking of. Yeah. the nylon. And yarn is often very, very soft.
0: Mm-hmm. And that yarn, we we saw so many different colors from that company at Stitches, and then their website didn't have very many. Right. Yeah, I don't so think they
1: dye that base anymore, or just not
0: very often. Yeah. It's hard to tell. I don't know. So that's why we don't use that particular dyer for that type of base yeah. anymore. So that's what I've been stocking. What have you been knitting? Okay, I've got, let's see, one, two,
1: I've got four projects on the needles right now. The first one that I'm working on right now is hat number nine Yay! for 2021. So this is actually my September hat. I'm a week early. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to make one hat each month for donation so that at the end of the year, I'm not rushing to make donations for charities that are asking for hats so this year i'm not ahead i'm right on time with my hat well you are ahead because
0: you're almost done with your september hat and it's still that's true that's true
1: so that's the hat i've got on the needles let's see i'm also working on my long summer cardigan the sweater that gail mentioned this is going to be a long-term project because i have somewhat put it aside and picked up a test knit for Elizabeth Doherty. She was looking for test knitters for a new textured pullover that I couldn't resist. So I've got that on the needles in addition to my orreed, which is still on the needles. So <laughs> I have gone from kind of feeling a little bit of knitting on we to suddenly having three sweaters on the needles. Go figure.
0: (laughs) It swings, right? It swings all the way up and all the way down and all the way up and all the way down. So true. What are you knitting? I'm knitting on three things as well. I started my long summer cardigan by Hohilo Catelli this weekend, and I'm using miss bab's katahdin which is a light fingering weight yarn that's 100 percent bfl blue face luster yarn fiber and it's in the colorway autumn toad lily which is making me so happy it's a pinky purple kind of background with splashes of color in it that are darker purple little blips of almost a blue little blips of a red little blips of gold it's just one of those yarns that while you're knitting it, it just makes you smile because every eighth stitch you have this cool color pop up under your needles. Yeah. It just it's it's so much fun to knit those kinds of yarn to me. I get so much joy from it. So I'm loving that yarn and that base is heaven to knit with. I just love it. I really like that one too when oh, I man. it. Yeah, I had to go <sighs> Look on the website and see what other colors they had and dream shop a little bit. I haven't bought it anymore, but it's tempting.
1: I did that as well.
0: <laughs> I think Robbie may have too. <laughs> Robbie loves it too. Robbie and I have that same skein of yarn, oh, the yeah. autumn toad lily. We each bought a skein. It was a custom color for some event that didn't happen last year. So yeah. there, were, uh, there was a limited amount. And then the contrast color I'm using for the stripes is Western Knits Merino 17 Light in her Winter Wheat color. So it's a slightly tonal dark gold and it pulls out the gold specks in that yarn masterfully. It's such a pretty combination, I'm so happy with it. And I wasn't feeling very well on Sunday so I sat around and knit almost all day long and I made great progress on that sweater so I'm very happy with that. I'm also knitting the July hat by Courtney Kelly, and that's from the Year of Hats by Kelborn Woolens, and it's one of them that I hadn't knit yet. And this one, I'm using the Candy skein Juicy Worsted in Honey, and I think this hat I'm going to knit it all in one color, and I think I'll use up all of that yarn finally. So nice. I'm getting <laughs> a lot of my worsted weight superwash 100% wool scraps out of my stash. It feels so good. Excellent. Yeah. So that's the July hat, and I'm swatching. I'm swatching for my summer top that I talked about wanting to knit oh, last yay. episode. I'm going to knit the Koi Tee by Ginkgo B, And the yarn I'm swatching with is Darum Natura. It's a French yarn. And the base is called Albertine. It's 90% wool, merino from the Provence area of France, and 10% silk. It is so springy and elastic-y. It's amazing. It feels like... There's some kind of elastic in the yarn. It Mm. seriously does. It's that springy. It's organic wool, and it's in the Sorbet colorway, which is a raspberry pink. And it was a gift from my friend Isabel, who had the podcast Fluffy Fibers, and she has since changed her handles to Isabel's Handmade Stories, I think is her new handle on Instagram. And I've had it in Stash for many years, and... It's one of those amounts that it wasn't enough for a complete sweater. So when I was looking at these summer tops, I thought, oh, it's finally my chance to use this yarn. And I'm loving the swatch. It's so perfect for a summer tee because it's lightweight, it's stretchy. I think it's really going to be a good match for the koi tee. But you were talking about the cropped top you're stocking that had the wider neckline than you wanted. Mm -hmm. This top has a wider neckline than I want, hmm. and it's a raglan-shaped sweater top. So I think I'm just going to cast on fewer stitches and do a couple more raglan increases to get more fabric for my yeah. neckline.
1: That should you work, can right? you cast, cast on for a smaller size and then just increase to the size that you want. Right. But you may have to recalculate the rate of increase right. so that you don't make the depth of the yoke too long. Mm-hmm. So you might have to just increase more often, more frequently than the pattern says. Like if it says every other four, every four rows or whatever, you
0: may have to do it every two rows. Right. That's what I figured. So I think that's my plan so yeah. that I have, I don't, I don't like the really open necks. So yeah, that'll same. make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> So that was Swatching for the Koi Tea by Ginkgo B in Derurum Natura Albertine Yarn. And that's what I'm knitting. We would like to thank our August sponsor, Fix-A-Stitch. Ever face the tedious task of having to drop down and correct a mistake in your knitting? The Fix-A-Stitch is here to help. It's a double-ended tool that uses a patented method to change stitches from knit to purl or purl to knit quick and easy. Check out our website for great tutorials and other ways to use it. The tool comes in a package of three for light, medium, or bulky weights. A lace weight tool is sold separately. It's even bright pink, which makes it easy to find in your purse or project bag. Fix a Stitch is available at local yarn shops around the country. For more information, visit www.fixastitch.com. And thank you very much, Fix a Stitch. I just had to use the tool to fix a little goof in one of my finished objects the other day.
1: Yeah, they're, like Gail's mentioned, they're bright pink. And so you can find them easily in your tools bag or in your project bag. Just toss one in there because you won't know that you need it until you need it. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) Yes. All right. Have you finished anything? I have
0: not. I was going to say, take it away, Gail. All right. So I have three (laughs) finishes. I finished my hoodie shawl cardigan by Suzanne Summer. So that I started that in May. That's a big finish. Big finish. Big, big finish. I even woven all the ends during our Zoom meetup on Saturday and got to model it for everybody, unblocked, of course. And <laughs> everybody approved. So hopefully that means I will wear it. And I it's actually drying outside right now. We have a sunny afternoon and it's windy, so I assume it will be dry before the afternoon is over. Excellent. So, if I can just get my act together to do some finished pictures, we should maybe do that on Friday. I would love that. Let's do that. Okay. Excellent. Okay. It's a plan. <laughs> finished object pictures coming because I owe pictures on several sweaters. So, that's a very good plan. That makes me happy. Oh, I tried to take pictures of my sussurus the day max left for school Mm -hmm. right before we left town i said please take some pictures of me in this sweater and i put it on with my new overalls over it and i was feeling Mm -hmm. all stylish that little creep took really really bad pictures (laughs) really bad pictures i had to just throw them away so his friend and i were giving him grief the whole way to san francisco about how he couldn't just take his time and do a nice job for me so little creep.
1: Not everyone is a photographer. Oh, he
0: is a photographer. He just didn't want it. He wanted to leave. (laughs) He didn't want to take pictures. So that's why I'm calling him a little creep. So that was the first finish, the hoodie shawl cardigan. And the second is my 13th hat of the year, which is my fourth hat for the Hat for Sailors project. And it's no pattern besides whatever I just cast on a bunch of stitches and then did decreases in four points at the top. What makes this one cool is that I used Liberty Wool, which is discontinued, unfortunately. And Liberty Wool is 100% wool, worsted weight, or it is superwash. And it is a color-changing yarn. It slowly changes colors. It doesn't change colors in a really organized fashion. So take a look at my pictures of the finished object. It's really pretty. And I keep saying these hats are pretty. I'm assuming that A ship with 6,000 sailors, there are going to be people who want different kinds of hats. So, yeah, I think that's safe to say. There will be homes for all of the hats I'm knitting. But that's what I really like about this one are the colors and the way it looks striped. It's just really a cool, striking hat without a special pattern. It was super easy knitting. (laughs) And the next one is my 14th hat of the year, the fifth hat for Hats for Sailors. And this one I did use a pattern. It was the Boreal Forest hat by Renee Callahan. And I'm kind of disappointed with this one. Hmm. I knew before I cast on that it looked like a short hat. Mm-hmm. So it's a colorwork hat. It uses three colors. And you could tell by the finished object pictures that people were really tugging it down to fit their head. Oh So that's what I mean by a short hat. It didn't yeah, it doesn't sit low on your head. So I actually knit my brim longer to compensate for that. I typically try to do a folded brim on most of the hats that I knit to keep ears warm. But this one, I did it just to get extra length in the hat. And it just kind of looks silly to have this really long gold Mm. brim. And then this, it looks like just a little bit of color work at the top. So not in love with it, but again, with 6,000 sailors, someone's gonna have a small head and then they'll be able to wear it with the brim folded up probably, and it will look just fine. So that's the Boreal Forest hat. And if you're planning to knit it, just take into account that you might want to knit a larger size for a smaller head. But it was the pattern was great. It was really nice color work knitting. I wish that I'd reversed my colors around a little bit. But other than that, it's really a pretty hat. So there we go. Two hats and a sweater. (laughs) Woohoo! Feeling pretty good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Definitely. All right. So we're going to revive
1: something, aren't we? Yes, we haven't done yarn reviews in a long, long time. And we have the opportunity to revive this segment a little bit for 2021, update it a little bit. And we just wanted to highlight some new to us yarns.
0: Yeah, Eat Sleep Knit, the online and mortar brick and mortar store that's in Dallas, Georgia, Emily reached out to us and said, hey, would you be interested in checking out some of our yarns? And of course we said, heck yeah, who wouldn't be interested in (laughs) checking out some new yarns? So she sent us what she called a box of pretties. And Charlene and I took a look at these skeins of yarn and kind of picked the ones we wanted to talk about. And do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to mention that because of the state Of the economy right now. I think our whole industry is in a little bit of trouble, and small businesses especially are in danger. And it's harder than ever for yarn shops, brick and mortar yarn shops, and for indie dyers who sell online to show their yarns, and for us as consumers to touch and see the yarns. And it's just something that we have to consider when we need yarn how and where we want to support dyers small businesses that kind of thing spend your money where you want a business to be in a year or in two years or in three years if it's very important to you that a certain dyer remains in business think about spending your money there if it's very important to you that The local yarn store remain in business in your town. Spend some money there. It's just the future of our industry, I feel, is really up in question. And it's not just the craft industry, of course. It's many, many industries and many, many small businesses. So something to think about.
0: Yeah, and Charlene and I were chatting about this as you know, prep work for this section, and commenting on kind of the state of LYSs in general, local yarn stores in general, with the slowdown brought by shelter in place with COVID, a lot of people weren't out shopping. And the local yarn stores that don't do online shopping really got hit hard because they had no sales, obviously. And as a result, I haven't seen a lot of restock in our local yarn stores because mm. why would they restock when they have all this stuff that hasn't sold yet? So it's a right. double-edged sword for everybody because I go into the yarn shop and I want to buy something, but I've seen it all <laughs> and I've already purchased the things that I want to purchase basically. So unless I have a new project that I'm shopping for or something like that, it's hard to buy something. So Right. And, and there are strange...
1: Strange shortages of ingredients that are used for lots of things. There are shortages of end products, and then there are shortages of parts used to make those end products. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there are there's something along the supply chain that makes an end product unavailable. I know for sure that there are certain yarns that we just can't get right now and I don't know why that is. There there are just strange shortages in the world right now. So
0: yeah. And like yeah. you said, not just in the crafting industry. It's
1: worldwide <laughs> exactly. impacting yeah. all sorts
0: of things. So
1: Yeah. Exactly. In
0: this case, for our yarn reviews, I think that's one of the reasons that I've been reaching for yarns that I haven't used before. So we talked about this mm-hmm. a few days ago and that helped me decide to use this Devorum natura yarn because I had knit with it and I thought, well, maybe there's a chance to talk about it on the podcast. So the ones that we got from Eat Sleep Knit, did you want to start with one that you picked?
1: Yeah, I have in my hand a skein of Malabrigo Susuro, which is a, the tag calls it a sport weight slash DK yarn. So you, you can knit it at either of those weights The tag says knit it between 21 and 28 stitches to 4 inches at a needle size of US 4 to US 7 or 3.5 millimeters to 4.5 millimeters. So there's quite a range there. The yarn weighs in at 325 yards to the skein, and it's a 100-gram skein. So, if you're used to buying fingering weight yarn, you know that fingering weight yarn is usually a little bit more to 100 gram skein, and sport weight yarn sometimes is about this to a little bit less. So, it is somewhere, I, I, somewhere in that sport weight DK range, depending on how you knit it. And the fiber content is 50% mulberry silk. 25% merino wool, 25% linen. So this is really different. This is something very different. And I wish you could see this. It's very pretty. It is pretty. I'm going to put a link in our show notes. And Malabrigo dyes things often in varying tones. But the interesting thing about this particular base is that the fibers the three fibers in it the mulberry silk the merino wool and the linen all take the dye a little bit differently so you get a very it's very tonal it has a lot of depth to it the tag even says that the Amazing depth of color gives the yarn an almost metallic sheen, Ooh, that's and I true. think that yeah, I think that's very accurate. It's very striking yarn when you look at it. So I had to look up mulberry silk because I wanted to know. So I had to look up mulberry silk. Mulberry silk comes from the white cocoons. I know I have seen them at shows before. Sometimes you can buy them to dye or to spin from. And the white cocoons produce a very long staple fiber that is very fine and soft. The yarn would work well, I think, for summer tees, for short-sleeved garments. I think it would work well for cardigan patterns that need a lot of drape, perhaps something loose and flowy, like an open front cardigan. In terms of a pullover, I think it would work well for a positive ease tunic kind of pullover because with a tunic you can have a nice drape to, well, a nice drape would enhance the longness of a tunic and I think this would work well for that. I would avoid fitted garments such as a fitted sweater. I would not make hats or gloves with this base because I don't think it would have enough springiness for a hat. You want something that's going to spring back into shape, and also it might not be warm enough if you want a hat that's really, really warm. I think shawls would work well on this yarn. Drapey cowls, rather than stand-up cowls, something that's lacy and drapey for a cowl or a shawl would work well. And avoid anything that needs a yarn that would stand up, like for a stand-up collar, this would not work. This is too soft. It would just fold over. So definitely drapey items and drapey accessories, drapey garments. So that is Malabrigo
0: Susuro. And do you want to talk about both the Beers and a Rose? Sure.
1: Sure, because this one is a flax and silk DK. It's called Flax and Silk DK from Sweet Georgia, and this one is visibly larger in diameter than the Molabrigo Susuro, so this one is definitely much more of a DK weight yarn. There's only 248 yards to the skein. It's a 4-ounce, or the label says 115-gram skein, so Slightly larger diameter yarn than the other one. The gauge, according to the label, is 5.5 to 6 stitches to the inch and recommended US 5 to US 7 or 3.75 millimeter to 4.5 millimeter needle. The fiber content on this one is 65% silk. 35% 35% linen. So no wool in this one. And the right off the bat when you look at this skein and I looked at the colors online and of course when you look at the colors online you can't tell for sure but it really does this particular skein and when I looked online it looked like these tones are much more solid. The yarn itself doesn't have as much variation. First gain I talked about, you can definitely see where the colors look different on the different fibers. This one, not as much. It's interesting. It's much more uniform, much more solid. So if you prefer a more solid yarn, and a lot of people do, this one is probably going to be your choice. I also recommend this one based on the fiber content for summer tees, drapey cardigans, shawls, drapey cowls. Like the first one, I would avoid fitted designs or designs that have standing collars or anything that you want to fold over or something that, like a a hat that needs to stretch back into shape. I wouldn't recommend it for gloves or hats. But I do think it would make a really nice summer tee. And there are a lot, surprisingly, a lot of patterns that are calling for DK weight yarns for summer tees. That surprised me, too. I've seen a lot of them. Yeah, I have seen a lot. And there haven't been a lot of options on the market that I have seen. And this one, I think, fills the bill.
0: It really does. It's really pretty, too. It has that nice glow from the silk.
1: Yeah, it does. And the color that we have is cherry, and it's so pretty. It's gorgeous. I don't, it's kind of a cross or somewhere in the middle between a nice, bright pink and a red. Somewhere in the middle there. (laughs) Gorgeous. Somewhere in the middle called cherry. (laughs) So, those are two summer yarns that. I have fallen in love with and I really think would be nice for garments.
0: Alright, and the two that I picked out of the Box of Pretties are Dreamin' Color is the Dyer and this base is called Jilly. It's 100% superwash merino in a fingering weight. It's a single ply yarn and it's very colorful. The colorway is called Riot Girls and it has Light pink, dark pink, a light gray, greens, a little bit of blue, some purple, it's gorgeous. And it knits up into a really pretty fabric. I looked up some finished projects with this colorway and it's really, really pretty. And like most fingering weight single ply yarns, it has about 440 yards to the skein. And that's to, it says four ounces so I'm guessing approximately 100 to 115 grams. And the second one I picked is Moondrake and Company, a new to me dyer that I hadn't heard of, and their base is Mohair Lace, and it's 70% kid mohair, 30% mulberry silk, and this colorway is called Vintage Deep Violet, and it's tonal pinks that almost go into a little bit of purple, And this one is 50-gram skein, 460 yards. And the reason I wanted to talk about them both together is because of the craze that Charlene and I both are a part of, (laughs) of holding a fingering or lace weight doubled with the mohair silk lace weight. So I would knit these two held together. And the pink of the mohair silk combined with the... Lovely chaotic colors of the Riot Girl would really be gorgeous. So, Mm -hmm. my thought process went to hmm, what could I knit with these two held doubled? And so, I looked up different projects with that range of yardage in mind. So, of course, Charlene and I have knit many sweaters with these types of yarn held double, like Love Note is one of the most popular sweaters for fingering, and Mohair Silk held doubled. Ranunculus is another one. I also knit Chana or Chana last year with those two held doubled. Lots of different sweater projects out there, but I was looking at the smaller projects and some of them are even in my queue. One of them is the Bits and Bobs Cowl by Kay Jones, which I attempted to knit last year, didn't quite get the cast on and just gave up because I didn't really care to try at the moment, but this would make a beautiful version of that Bits and Bobs cowl Mm -hmm. and it's similar fisherman type rib for the bits and bobs blankets that charlene and i have both knit the second one that would work really well that's also in my queue and i purchased the pattern is the straw flower shawl that i stocked a few episodes ago by the designer senia nadian and that's a striped shawl a very long shallow triangle that stripes mohair with the fingering. And I think it's the fingering that has bobbles in it. It's a really pretty shawl. The next one is the Fog Eater Hat by Kelly McClure. And I think you stocked that one, Charlene. It's Mm -hmm. a really pretty hat knit with the two held together. There's also two free patterns that I found that are also in my library and my queue. The first one is called The Artist Hat and it's by Meiju KP, who is the or designer. Yeah. And it's just a simple slouch hat. Very cute. And then the other one is called Twist Miss. And I knit that last year. It's by Espace Tricot. And it's a ribbed hat, but the feature is that it's it has columns up the top that are twisted rib in kind of a field of pearl stitches. So it's it's a distinct, really pretty type of hat. And then Summer tops would also be really good for this combination of yarn. And one that I've been looking at a lot lately is called the Rock It Tee. That's R-O-C-K space I-T space T, not rocket like takes off in a space rocket, <laughs> by Tanis Lavallee. And that's a really popular pattern right now. And our friend Joanne knit one recently. And if this summer top experiment of mine works out, I think the next one I knit might be the Rocket Tee. And, oh, fun! yeah, I think, I don't know if you could get away with just one skein of each to knit the tee, but you might be able to, depending on your size. Yeah. So lots of different pattern options for that combination of yarn. And you had one more, right? The mini skein. I had a mini skein of Tosh
1: Vintage that Tosh Vintage is a superwash base. And the thing I think that most people notice about the Tosh bases are the colors. This one has a really nice speckled dye scheme to it. Really nice. And not too much that I can say about this other than, let's see, this is, it's one of their mini skeins. So I'm going to incorporate it into a hat. I know mini skeins are popular for all kinds of things. So the Tosh vintage ones, you can buy a group of them and use it for accessories, edges of sweaters, that kind of thing. But really, it's the dyeing that stands out to me about the Tosh.
0: And wasn't that one of their custom colorways? I think think this was, yeah. It has these really cool blips of like highlighter yellow Yeah, it's really cool. (laughs) Yeah,
1: speckles, uh, blue and red speckles on the pale natural base, and then highlighter yellow streaks throughout. It's gorgeous. Very pretty. And it's
0: interesting that they're offering mini skeins in a worsted weight, because most commonly I've seen mini skeins in a fingering weight. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. So that's kind of unique. And they've been nice enough to offer a code for a free pattern with the purchase of yarn for any Yarniacs listeners who make a purchase. And that code is ALL CAPITALS YARNIACS. So if you're going to make a purchase, use that code and you'll get a free pattern. And they also had some other interesting things that they stuck into the box of pretties. One was what they call the Yarnadillo's little leaflet. They have a Frequent buyer program called the Yarnathon, like a marathon. And the more yardage you purchase, the more benefits you get, basically. You get a discount and other little fun things. And one of them is this cool little <laughs> little thing that has really funny little things. It's more like what I would think of as something kids would do on a long road trip, <laughs> like color these in, search for the word, find the differences. It's really cute. And one of them, there's a little picture one. The top one is a little cartoon that says knitty kitty and not k n o t very happy kitty knitting a little swatch. And then the picture below is a very sad kitty with a hat that's much too small because <laughs> that kitty didn't swatch. So it was very funny. And there's a whole a page of how well do you know your colorways where you're supposed to match the name to the colorway of the yarn. And they have Madeline Tosh names and Malabrigo names and names I don't even recognize. So you'd have to yeah. really know your stuff. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that they say in this little brochure, every batch of yarn is meticulously checked, photographed and color corrected by our full-time photographer to give you the most accurate representation of every colorway. And I thought that was noteworthy because I know I'm not the only one to say I've received yarn by mail order before and been very disappointed by the color, yeah. which didn't look like I thought it looked like on my monitor. Right. So knowing that they have someone that does that full time, I think is pretty cool. So I wanted to mention that as well. So thank you very much, Emily and Eat Sleep Knit for the fun box of pretties that was so unexpected and delightful. Yeah. yeah super fun. So we'll be bringing this feature back with other yarns that we've knit with. I think the fact that we haven't been to any events in the last almost two years, so we haven't seen Has much yarn.
1: definitely contributed exactly. to that.
0: The lack of yarn yeah. reviews. But yeah. I'm pulling out some old stash <laughs> and I'm knitting some different stuff because it keeps life interesting. So we'll have yes. more to talk about. Okay. All right. So please take a look at that shoji pattern for me and let me know. Should I knit it? Or not. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye bye. You can find our
1: podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.